Welcome to Hump Day Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And how you doing? A really crazy morning here in the Valley of the Sun. We had sunshine. We had rain. Now it's sunny again. Uh, just a great time to be here in the Valley of the Sun. The weather is just spectacular uh, and I've been out there walking around and enjoying it here in the mornings, trying to, you know, trying to resemble some form of healthiness and moving that body around. Get out there and enjoy the weather. Uh, if you're not here, you probably should be. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. You already know what we do. right? If you haven't figured out why you better have some, I'm talking about gold and silver, then, you know, there's really no hope because you've been sucked in, right? You got sucked in by the free money machine that, that you know, uh, the, the whole premise of sound economics apparently no longer needs to apply. And you know what? You can get away with that for a while. You can. Japan got away with it for a long, long time. They don't get away with it anymore, do they? I mean, their stock market does nothing. Right? Their GDP does nothing, right? And and, and pretty soon uh, that's going to be the case right here at home, but could be even worse because we have a thing called the dollar that less and less people seem to be interested in. And uh, at least with in Japan's case, the yen, nobody really uses it outside of Japan. Right, so so they kind of got uh, just their their issue themselves. Here in the U.S., we have greater implications. The the pain could be worse because we're addicted to other people needing to use our money, and that's becoming what you know less and less every single day. Allamericangold.com is the website. Uh, basket college basketball season has started. Uh, we got high school basketball practice started. We got high school football playoffs coming, uh, opening round this weekend. Of course, you know, my youngest son, uh, he's involved in that. They actually ended up as the two seed uh, in the 5A uh, championship series, what a state title playoffs, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they play Friday night against Verado. Uh, Verado, way out on the west side. It's a long drive. You know, this town, Eric and I were talking about yesterday, it's so big. Uh, but but good luck to Verado. They're coming to our place on, on Friday. I'm sure it's going to be uh, a fantastic game. Uh, I don't know if you saw or care about the bowl championship playoffs, right, the college football playoffs. Uh, today, or I guess it was last night, was the the first announcement of who potentially is going to be in the game. And, and Buckeye fan has to be elated. Ohio State is currently, now of course, obviously things will change as the season progresses. The Buckeyes currently ranked number one. And the only thing worse than Buckeye fan Right is Wisconsin slash Green Bay fan. If you live here in Phoenix, you guys know what I'm talking about. You go down to Old Town Scottsdale on a Saturday afternoon while college football is being played. Every bar 
there's like a different pen or a different Big Ten team, right? Or, or uh, well, I don't even. I guess they still call it the Big Ten, even though there's more than ten teams in it. I know it's an educational thing, but there's a Penn State bar, right? I know this because I've actually been to that one. Uh, one of my best friends actually played for Joe Paterno. Uh, I went once, and it's obnoxious and it's great. I'm I, now. Don't get me wrong. I'm jealous. Right, because my team, you know, I'm a born and raised in Syracuse. I'm a big Syracuse fan, and we're just not any good. But yeah, there's a Penn State bar, an Ohio Ohio State bar, a Michigan bar, a Wisconsin bar. Uh, you know, the Big Twelve, they got their something, Nebraska and Texas and Oklahoma. Right, they all got their own bar. And all these people that live here show up, and they they got their their. Ohio State gear on or their Penn State gear on and, and uh, it's just sad right I mean we should all be rooting I guess you know we're here in Phoenix probably for ASU but nobody really does uh, but I guess congratulations to them uh, and of course the big game this weekend if you're a college football fan LSU Alabama uh, by the way they, I think they were two and three in the poll Penn State was four uh, Clemson fan not happy today. But there you go. Th- that's it for sports. <laughs> but if you do want to go down to Old Town uh, this weekend, right? You'll, you'll see what if you've never done it. Every bar, it seems like, has a, they just they, they host their different colleges. Uh, if you didn't know that and you're one of those guys that's a big homer for your former hometown team, uh, go out there. They got the clubs and the Facebooks and all that stuff, you know. So, uh have a great weekend. Congratulations, I guess, at least for now, to uh, Buckeye fan. I, I, and I know this because I've got my two of my my circle are transplants from Wisconsin. So I know how annoying Wisconsin fan is. My favorite bar is actually uh, Green Bay Packer Bar. Uh, not that I like the Packers, so I know how obnoxious they can be. But uh, But anyway, you know. Again, why do I talk about it? Billions, right? Billions and billions of dollars now in in college athletics. Uh, so it's something we pay attention to here and there. And, of course, my kids play football, so uh, I, I follow it occasionally, gander at it. i got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, one of my, you know, when you talk about there's the guys that I tell you to listen to, right? Jeff Gunlatch, Stan Drunken Miller. And Ray Dalio. Today, Ray Dalio with another masterpiece. Listen, the guy doesn't tell you what's going to happen today or tomorrow. He's telling you what's going to happen in the next three to five years. You're not going to want to miss it. 800 Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm just laughing. I remember when I was with my buddy there. They and they do crazy stuff at these things. Like they they have raffles and stuff that you can only get in Pennsylvania. Like some kind of a it was like a fruit cake of some sort. I can't even. I don't remember what it was. It looked horrible, but uh, somebody won it and just like freaked out, you know. And they do all that crazy stuff. Uh, so if you're into that, if your team's into that, uh, look them up. They've got a bar down there, and they do. Uh, and I, I don't know. I haven't, like, the Iowa bar. I think they all do the same thing. They, you know, bring stuff that you only can get from wherever it is they came from. And uh, but, it, but anyway, 
I really, really like it when the people that, you know, where do the billionaires give their money to? You know, they, they, they're like everybody else, right? Well, let me, I guess they're not like everybody, but they have certain things that they do, right? They have the uh, their, their monthly expenses, right? They, they got to account for that and, not, you know, their 10 homes and their, you know, who knows, <laughs> four ex-wives, right, and all that stuff. And, and they got their monthly expenses that they pay for. Uh, then, then they they've got their their uh, long term planning money, right? And then they've got their fun money, right? That's the money they you know they throw it around to uh, hedge funds and startups. You know they don't care. You know just it's funny money. I donate it to charity, whatever they do with it. But I like to focus in on what do they do with the money that they're saving. Who do they give that to? You know, because let's face it, they're they're rich for a reason. It's one thing to to blow their funny money, right? That that's nothing to them. They're like, oh, I'll have more funny money next month, right? And I can throw it around again next month. If I hit it big, awesome, right? Great. Yeah, hey, I bought Bitcoin at a thousand. Hey, good for me, right? They they don't care. Or, you know what, I bought Bitcoin at 20000 Oh, well, that one didn't quite work out so well. Oh, well. But who do they give that long-term money to? And almost universally, right, there, there's only a few guys. The guys that I follow, Jeff Gunlatch, right, Stan Drunkenmiller, Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio founded Bridgewater uh, in 1975. So you talk about a guy, you know, almost coincides with uh, the central bank really starting the, the this debt money system we're in. He's been through it all. He's seen it all. And, and he's made these billionaires a fortune. And he hasn't made them a fortune by buying the stock market at all-time highs. That's not how he does it. Right, I mean, you know, most people don't, right? When when are fortunes made? Fortunes are made in the crashes. They they always have been, always will be. On Tuesday, so this on yesterday, he was on CNBC talking about. He's been doing a lot of writing lately, and and warnings is what they are. Hey, here's here's what's coming. I want you to prepare. This is what I'm going to do, right? When he talks to these billionaires, they want to know, right? They they care, right? They know, hey, I, I, I'm I not going to buy treasuries. I'm not buying CDs. I'm darn sure not going to loan Chicago any money. <laughs> right? What is, oh boy, wow, big trouble. If you, Last person in Chicago, turn off the lights. Uh, but but he, he was on TV yesterday and made it really simple for everybody. That's the other part I like about all of those guys I just talked about. Oh, Charles Bitterman, Tim Trim Tabs, too, another great source. Uh, so, so I just gave you my top four guys. But they make it simple, right? They don't talk about moving averages. 
They don't talk about even P.E. ratios. They talk, you know, they do talk about P.E. ratios a little bit. Right? But they, they don't talk about survey data, right? They, they, they don't. They talk in very simple terms of what I like to call economics 101. It's so simple. I mean, if I, I wish, I wish everybody would have to take a class and have one of those four men teach it, right? And, and just listen. Before you invested another dollar, before you maxed out your 401K, before you opened up your Charles Schwab account, listen to them. Understand the risk. And, and you know here at Patriot, we have said it, we've done it this way for two and a half decades. Be diversified. Right? Spread it out. Don't put all your money into stocks. It's stupid. Don't put it all into bonds. That's maybe even dumber. Right? Don't put it all into real estate. Don't put it all into gold. But they all have a place in that portfolio. And Ray Dalio is telling you, hey, that allotment, how much money should you have in stocks? How much money should you have in bonds? How much money should you have in real estate? How much money should you have in gold? Needs to change. So here, here's what he, what he uh, had to say on CNBC yesterday, and then I'll get to uh, what he's telling his clients. He, he, wrote, he writes almost monthly. Uh, trying to tell them and guide them and help them. He uh, he was in Greenwich at another economic forum again. This, you know, call it what it is—a billionaires meeting—and that uh, they were talking about the national debt, pension liabilities, healthcare liabilities. That is ultimately going to have one result significantly higher taxes since defaulting isn't an option. That's Dalio, right? Hey, listen, get ready. I know we just had, but we had that big Trump tax cut. Of course, most of that was for business. And by the way, you got one more year, right? We're already in fiscal year 2020. Uh, remember the part we got expires 2021. Don't, don't forget that. We're dealing with an almost a currency issue longer terms in terms of what is the value of currency hmm something we talk a lot about here why do you buy gold it's a hedge it's a hedge against what I have in the stock market it's a hedge against what I've got in the bond market my money market account it's a hedge against what's in my IRA my 401k in a weird way, it's a hedge against your mortgage, right? But it's a hedge really against every day, why do you go to work, right? You go to work every day, you slog it out, right? You get in the car, you got to wake up early. <laughs> well, not everybody, but I do, right? You got to wake up early, you got to get in the car, you got you to drive halfway across town, right? Because you can't afford to actually live near where you work, most people anyway. Right, and you, you gotta you gotta hang out with people that you, you don't even like, 
right? Put up with a bunch of crap, right? And do all that stuff. Why to go home? Uh, at the end of the day, you got to do it day in and day out, right? You're doing it for the money. And here in the United States, right? The money is Federal Reserve notes. I mean, we got to have them. Like, right? you can't buy anything without them. Well, I mean, you can use credit cards until you max them out. Right? But, but still, that's how you get it done. And he's telling you, here's what's going. Here's what's coming. Now you prepare or not. That's up to you. I I can't force you to do that, right? Where where you are spiritually, that's up to you. Right? Where where you are morally, again, up to you. What I what I focus on is where you need to be financially. That's all. I want everybody to do well. Because this is one of the most obvious things that everybody can see. The value of currency when you look at the liabilities. Pretty simple economics 101. If we've got less liabilities, the value of that paper is going to be greater. More liabilities, the value of it is going to be less. That's what happens long term. Does it happen in a straight line? No. Right? We get we get this crazy stuff like we got today. <laughs> PE ratios at 25, 26, 27. <laughs> crazy. But we know how it ends. We've seen this movie before. Not only debt liabilities. Dalio talks about pension liabilities. I mentioned Chicago. This is where it gets scary. See, we've got a printing press, the United States. We've got a central bank. Right? They've already they've already added just in the last 30 days like 300 billion dollars out of thin air. Presto! <laughs> Abracadabra! Poof! There's 300 billion. Right and, and you know Wall Street and, and and well I'll say the other avenues I don't care if it's your house, your stocks, your bonds, your four hundred one k's, your money markets, your IRAs, you know all the places. That's like the heroin. Right? What happens to the? And I know a lot of you can relate to this because just about everybody has a family member that has battled addiction. Usually, you can keep them in line. When they're, you know, the the heroin. Hey, just it's it's one hit a day. Here's your hit. Get them going. It's fine, right? And when you give them too much, bad things happen. And heaven forbid you don't give it to them all at all, right? Then then crazy things starts happening, right? They start stealing stuff and doing crazy things and all that stuff. And you're almost like here. You almost rather just give them the money. That have them be homeless or do this or do that. That's what the central bank is essentially doing today. You know what? I'd rather you just be, uh, you know, a drug addict where, you know, I just give you enough. So you're not out there out on the streets, so to speak. And Ray Dalio's warning today said these are all promises that have to be paid. It really technically, they don't. That was what Dalio's point was. 
they don't. They will either be paid by higher taxes or they will not be paid and defaulted on. Remember, because I've been I'm such a good teacher. <laughs> That's my narcissism showing up. Self high five to me. I told you the Supreme Court has made it very clear that when it comes to government promises, and it doesn't matter if it's a pension, doesn't matter if it's Social Security, doesn't matter what it is, really. Even your great, and I love them, the, the annuities, right, and, and all of those vehicles where they guarantee, I guarantee you a return of 10% every year for the rest of your life. Remember the fine print and all of that. Right up until we don't have any money to pay you. And then it's not a guarantee at all. But the Supreme Court said all of these quote-unquote promises are really not bad at all. All that money you paid in, and it doesn't matter whether you paid it to your pension. It doesn't matter whether you paid it to Social Security. Doesn't matter if you paid it into your 401k. We're really just taxes. Call something else. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Democrat presidential candidates are now trying to censor President Trump to prevent him from communicating with the American people. Candidate Kamala Harris is openly demanding that Trump's Twitter account be suspended, if you can believe it. A half century ago, liberals pretended to be supporters of free speech. Of course, their idea of free speech was a complete decriminalization and deregulation of explicit sex and language in the public square. But the banner they pretended to fight under was free speech nonetheless. Now that President Trump is exercising his right to free speech on Twitter and other places, liberals have changed course to hate this vital part of our First Amendment. Democrat presidential wannabe Kamala Harris put herself at the head of this anti-speech hate mob by telling CNN his Twitter account should be suspended. I think there is plenty of new evidence to suggest that he is irresponsible with his words in a way that could result in harm to other people. And so the privilege of using those words in that way should probably be taken away from him. Kamala may just be one voice calling for an end to free speech, but she's not alone. Harris is echoing the views of big tech in California, which already censors ordinary Americans who express conservative views. As long as these leftist corporations hold a monopoly over the national dialogue, the very sanctity of our First Amendment right to free speech will never be secure. Censorship is central to the liberal playbook to try to regain power. As soon as they have forcible control of the national dialogue, they will completely reshape America as the far left wants. Thankfully, there's still some good news in all this. We have a champion in President Donald Trump. No other president has had such a direct medium to communicate with the American people. The Internet has made America more connected than ever, and Trump was savvy enough to capitalize on this. 
No one understands the need for free speech more than he does. We can rest assured knowing he will fight for our right to express our conservative views also. Still, Trump cannot fight alone. He needs all of us to stand with him so our voices are not silenced by liberal censors. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at phyllisschlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, and, and Ray Dalio, really keeping it simple. Here it is. It's simple. We got all these promises to pay, and and we we've hit that spot. See, this was this is what Alan Greenspan was worried about, right in in the nineties, and 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 really, I don't. He was right and wrong. He was right to be worried. What he was wrong about was, hey, we're going to be so fiscally responsible and we're going to pay this debt off, right? That, that's where he went wrong, right? Because he said, listen, I can fix it. I, I, I know that we spent the money and there's no trust fund and blah, 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 and yada, yada. I can fix it. And this was going back into the late 90s. I remember the Bill Clinton years. Matter of fact, if you go to a lot of these websites and you see like a history of the national debt, they still show those two years where they say Clinton ran surpluses. He didn't. Well, he did if you don't count anything. That's like, uh, who was it? <laughs> Uber. Hey, listen, we're going to be profitable in 2021 on an adjusted basis. Which is code for, hey, we're, we're still going to be losing money, but uh, if you don't count everything, then, then we'll be profitable. But he knew then, when the debt was only about $5 trillion, hey, if we can pay it off, if we can pay it off, it's going to be okay. Think about all the interest we'll save and all the money we're going to save. Here was the problem. We didn't pay it off. It's now $23 trillion and, wow, on a rocket ship now. Um, you know, I remember all year I was like, hey, at the end of the year we're going to be at $23 trillion. We didn't even get through the first week of November. So you, you, you think, and I, you know, I'm like, man, I was off by, what, somewhere around $300 billion? Because that's probably about how much more the debt's going to go up before the end of the year. I mean, it's it's crazy how fast it's going. And Dalio sees this, and he knows. He's like, here's the problem. All of these cities, all of these states, they don't have a printing press. They, they can't just print the money. I mean, yeah, the central bank can blow up its balance sheet, egos, but at the end of the day, this stuff needs to get paid. And you got, we're going to be forced to raise taxes. And he's like, but the problem is you can't raise them too much because you got that, oh man, if we raise them too much, then everyone's going to freak out. 
And then he said all of these other liabilities are doomed. You know, and, and I guess Illinois is easy to pick on, but it doesn't matter. Just write your city in there. Write your state in there. They all operate off the same math, right? I mean, most of the, the city and government bonds are, are in junk or near junk territory. Some are worse than others. I know Illinois, obviously, the poster child, but they're all headed that way. And he's talking about what the central bank has done. He goes, money's free today. If you're rich, it's free. It doesn't cost anything. As long as you are credit worthy and you have money. In other words, if you don't need it, boy, it's so easy. If you do need it, right, it's impossible to get. Right? You only can get it if you don't need it. And it's it's created this dynamic. He's, he called it pushing on the string. And he goes, this has happened so many times before. Investors have so much money to invest because of the past success stories of stocks and revolutionary technology companies doing so well. More companies than at any time since the dot-com bubble don't make profits. But you see on the TV that they do, again, every single number that you see on TV says this ADJ next to it, which just stands for adjusted. In other words, hey, these are fake numbers. This is the number when we don't count everything because, you know, we, we these are what they call one-time expenses. But the problem is every year there's one-time expenses. And he's saying that this is the, now we're at the second highest levels of all times. And even clearer paths to making profits to sell their stock because they can instead sell their dreams to those investors who are flush with money and borrowing power, right? In other words, forget reality. Just look at the dream, and that's exactly what we have here again. Now, it's the central bank that did it, right? Should interest rates be at 1.5%? No. Should a 10-year note yield 1 point? I don't even know where it is, 1.7? Of course not. And this is part of the problem, right? You can get away with it for a little while. At the same time, large government deficits exist and will increase substantially. See, he knows. I've been telling you. By the way, how big is this guy? No one controls more people's money. Well, I don't know about people, more dollars than him. Outside of 401ks, I'm, I'm just this is this is the fun, you know. Uh, hey, I, I you know because when you're you don't have 401ks when you're you got golden parachutes, those are different. Hundred and sixty billion dollars he manages. It's the largest hedge fund in the world. By the way, Jeff Gunlatch runs the second largest, I think. It may be Drunken Miller, one of the two. Where is all this money going to come from? 
to buy all of these bonds and fund these deficits. And remember, I'm not just talking about federal. It will almost certainly come from our central bank, right? And again, we just saw it. They just announced, who announced it yesterday. Oh, by the way, that balance sheet, yes, back over $4 trillion. Remember at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the year, they were saying, listen, we're selling our balance sheet $50, $60 billion a month. In one month, they added almost $300 billion. And they're going to add every month. Not $300 billion a month, but they're adding... At a minimum, the best case scenario for us is sixty billion. I don't know if that's good. That's your that that's the size of the heroin drip today. Sixty billion. That will only buy the debt that's produced. But that's all it will do, Dalio said. Talk about what he says is coming next. 800-951-0592. Have that number ready. We've got a great opportunity coming up here in a minute. So here's Ray Dalio. He's writing this letter. He was on TV talking about, okay, get ready. But he writes this in-depth letter to all the people that uh, give him money. And he's talking about Where's all this money going to come from? The debt super cycle federally is here, everywhere, really. And he says, listen, I get it. I know where it's going to come from. You know where it's going to come from. It's going to come from the central bank. They'll buy the debt that is produced with freshly printed money. The whole dynamic in which sound finance is being thrown out the window will not only continue, it will accelerate especially in reserve currency countries. And he gets very specific. I'm talking to the United States, Europe, and Japan. And I'm talking about the dollar, the euro, and the yen. Put them all on notice yesterday. At the same time, Pension and health care liability payments will be increasing and coming due while many of those who are obligated to pay don't have enough money to meet the obligation. Since there isn't enough money to fund these pension and health care obligations, there is going to be an ugly battle to determine how much of the gap and how it will be bridged. Number one, cutting benefits, right? Hey, you're going to get less. But you promised, yeah, that doesn't matter what we promise. You're going to get less. Number two, everybody's got to pay more, raising taxes. Number three, printing even more money which will have to be done at the federal level. Remember, because I told you, listen, these states and these presidents, they don't have a printing press. It's going to have to be done at the federal level and passed out to the cities and the states and whoever needs it. This is only going to make it even worse. The big risk to this path is it's threatening the viability 
of the three major world reserve currencies as a viable storehold of wealth. In other words, and I, come on, if you're listening to this, right, that, that's what's going to happen, right? We kind of all, I, don't, I, I can't find an argument there. Yeah, we're, we, we, we don't have enough people to buy the debt, so the central bank's buying it, right? They're buying nothing but treasuries. Call it what it is, right? And, and it's only getting worse. The pensions and all these other, they need money, right? We got to, you know, cut benefits, raise taxes, and then bail them out. Of course. The dollar is no longer a viable store of wealth. That's what Ray Dalio said yesterday to all of his clients. It's what he was talking about on TV, that the that this whole issue here is very simple. I don't care about today or tomorrow. I don't care about a trade talk, a trade deal or no deal, right? None of that really matters. Let's get down to the nuts and bolts of it. These guys have destroyed what sound money used to be. They've destroyed it. And now anybody who holds it, if that's where all your wealth is, you will be destroyed as well. Simple. Unless you're a really, really, really rich guy. 800 I know I shouldn't laugh about that, but, you know, most of us, you know, outside of the top, what, maybe 1,000 people in the United States, that's about it. Everybody else, get ready. Today's special, something we rarely do here, but, but I want to give value. By the way, gold's up 10. I know yesterday took a big hit on the erroneous, and I'll say erroneous, and if I get to it today, uh, I will. Uh, about the trade negotiations. China uh, saying, yeah, we're not there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry. U.S. $20 gold piece, a Liberty or a St. Gaudens. You get to choose it. It's $1,550. When you buy one, you will be getting a package with it with a U.S. Silver Eagle a U.S. pre-1965 half dollar, a U.S. pre-1965 silver quarter, and a U.S. pre-1965 silver dime. So just under just under two ounces of silver, all for fifteen fifty. Gets better. I mean that's that's a great deal. I mean think about. It. Take the silver content in there. Uh, you're looking at that twenty down near like fifteen ten. Got gold at fourteen hundred and ninety four, fourteen ninety five. Great opportunity. If you buy twenty of them, you get, and I don't care. You can buy ten ten libs, uh, ten twenty libs, uh, ten Saint Gons. You can mix and match. You can buy all saints, all libs. I don't care how you do it. It's thirty one thousand dollars. If you buy twenty, you'll get a free roll of silver. With it, you'll get a roll of silver, a roll of half dollars, or uh, a roll of quarters. So instead of 20, you get 20 extra quarters and a roll of dimes. So you'll get 30 extra dimes. If you buy them individually, you get one of each. If you buy 20 for 31000 you'll get 20 silver eagles, 20 half dollars, 
40 quarters and 50 dimes to go along with it. 800-951-0592. When we return, real quickly, I'll try to update you on news from the Chinese president. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Gold getting ready to. Well, I don't know. Gold's up a dozen. Uh, Twelve fourteen hundred ninety six now. Fourteen ninety seven. Uh, that wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, silver higher as well, uh, approaching seventeen seventy five. Here's the. Here's what's happened. Uh, just like that, headlines passing, trade deal to be delayed uh, again. There was no deal yet anyway. Uh, they were hopeful that, I guess, uh, China was supposed to sign a deal this month. Uh, that is, at least for today, is off the table. Uh, Chinese President Xi uh, was in Brazil, is heading to Brazil next week. So they were hoping to sign this deal in Chile next week. And then Chile said, hey, that thing, that we canceled it. The climate summit. So the Chinese president said, well, I'm just going to go to Brazil instead. Uh, He was going to go there anyway. Of course, remember, Brazil, the big winner of the uh, soybean wars, if you will, with China. Uh, But he announced that, uh, yeah, we're not there yet, saying that the trade deal is not balanced. In other words, uh, I'm not signing anything uh, because... The United States isn't giving enough. And remember, this has been China's stance all along. They've always been, I've I've said it forever. Listen, they'll buy some stuff. Uh, What I'm being told is uh, the deal isn't balanced yet. The, the, The talk is that China wants significant trade tariff reductions. Not just, hey, no more tariffs. Not just get rid of the tariffs you put in place on September the 15th. Talking about, hey, all of the other tariffs, we want them gone as well. Uh, so uh, the, the news, the headlines hitting trade, ta- trade signings delayed till December, uh, I guess, tune in, right? Uh, so that's got uh, the Dow's down, the S&P is down. Uh, gold's up again. Remember, gold was down what twenty five, twenty eight, twenty five, twenty eight dollars, depending on where you looked yesterday on news. That hey, the deal's almost done. Uh, apparently not. And again, this is kind of the thing. This is this is more not more about trade. This is about currency. This is about superpower status. Uh, the deal of the day, though, Ray Dalio. He's telling you, listen, if you have the means, you got to prepare. I'm not telling you to get out of the stock market. I'm not telling you not to have a 401k. Right? I'm not telling you that, but you need to be ready. This is, I mean, man, that just sounds like exactly what's going to happen. We're going to keep monetizing the debt. The problem is we got all these other liabilities. No one can afford it. There's no money to pay for these pensions. There's no money for these states that borrowed all this money. I mean, you see the signs, all the election signs, bond override this, bond override that, bond override this. They don't have any money. And Ray Dalio says the money train's about ready to end. And here's the problem. They don't have a printing press. And that's where the real heartache's going to begin. And the euro, the yen, but number one, the U.S. dollar, your days are numbered. 
U.S. $20 Liberty or Saint, you get to pick it. They're $1,550. When you order one, you'll get a silver eagle, a silver half dollar, a silver quarter, and a silver dime. If you buy 20 of them, you'll get a roll of silver eagles, silver half dollars, silver quarters, and silver dimes with it. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric and I will be back tomorrow.